The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, or actually welcome to, I think we're just getting here. Um, I've had a lot of sugar and not a lot of sleep. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. G'day, Paul. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, you're finished with your potato chips, right? Okay, I'm I am. Yeah, and it, right. wasn't potato, it wasn't potato chips. I'm eating these all-natural, earth-yum, organic sour twist things because I'm allergic to everything. Do they, does it taste, do they taste good? Oh, they're fantastic. They taste oh, just like. And they're probably um, not, they're probably not good for you. That's the oh, rule. No, they, yeah, they're, they're, they're terrible. Like they're just straight sugar, but. Um, <laughs> oh, they are sugar. Okay. Yeah. They're yeah totally there's, okay. Man, diabetes straight on. Yeah, pretty much. They, uh, they taste, they taste like Sour Patch Kids, um, but they're like a natural version because with the lupus, I can't have anything artificial because, you know, I end up looking, um. Like I, I I got acid splashed in my face or something. No, I just I end yeah. up uh, spotty and red and terrible and end up with a rash. Yeah, so this is like a natural version. They tested my blood. My blood type came out butterscotch pudding. So oh, nice, nice. Um, I, I think I think mine's come out caramel frappe. So <laughs> I've, I've got the caffeine and the sugar going. I like that. A cup of coffee. So no, I'm yeah. Not yeah. Although I had like two, uh, I had a peanut buster parfait at a Dairy Queen because I'm traveling across country today. You I'm are. Literally being, I'm literally being driven around uh, by my partner in crime over here, here who is uh, the producer of the Militant Moderate. Mm-hmm. Moderate, and it still is. It's just you know we're just kind of like I, I need to ice. find motivation somewhere. Uh, that that's one way of putting it. You can uh, do it. The, uh, and where are you guys going? I, I know, we are, you know. Yeah, we are on our ways to Politicon. This will be the third year that I've gone in a row. If you don't know what that is, it is Comic-Con for political nerds. For, uh, so for those that are at Politicon, I know we had some people hit up social media because we were chatting about him going to Politicon. Stop and say Tomorrow, there's nobody there today. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'll Stop be around. I'll be the guy around walking around with the orange sock on his head. Like so I always am. He's easy to find. Go say hi to Paul. Um Large and surfy man, man, uh, glasses and uh, orange do rag on his head. So, hey, yeah. hey, Paul, Paul. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to the people that are on like social media with us. They know what you look like. I put up lots of photos. All right, okay, fair enough. That's fine. <laughs> Paul's like, I'm, I'm going to be wearing this. I'll have a red rose and be sitting in the corner. I'm like, they have your photo, dude. Well, nobody. <laughs> seen I found these these orange socks that really hide the fact that I'm bald as a freaking cute you know i like my i really had good hair it went away but i can't afford to you know any of that rogaine or implants or anything like that so i found them in i don't on a china website so nobody wears them okay so i'll be the guy with the orange do-rag right now yeah. <laughs> one of the like reasons i did that you know i figured if it, it'll get me or it'll get me noticed on uh 
uh, you know, because uh, I come from a state that did a lot of deer hunting, so everybody has some orange to put on their head because deer don't see orange. Uh, so I figured if it got me noticed in the woods, it could be noticed on Melrose. Just saying. Well, that's that's fair. That's fair. But when mm-hmm. you uh, but I think when you're hunting two-legged deer, it's a little bit different. Uh, yeah, where I don't even know where I think I'm the hunted. So you're the hunted. Yeah, I don't know about not, that. Not, not, not necessarily doing anything nice to me, but you know, it's just like, yeah, that's the whole other thing. So I don't know. I, I, I'm making a reference to a bad country song. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really terrible. Okay, so I'm going to start the, explaining this country song with the disclaimer. Every time we use bad language, Alexis is going to love this when I repeat this country song. We give money to charity, so please remember. I am swearing to support the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA because we love kids. Um, and I hope to God they're not listening to this show. No, the, the, the name of the song, the name of the song is Titties and Beer. And, um, I, I spent a lot of time, yep, I spent a lot of time with, uh, Military guys, my dad was in the service, and, you know, when I was 18, I married a guy that uh, was in the army, and so, um, you know, he was, he was on his way to Iraq, which seems like a really good idea to get married when you're 18. It's not. He's an awesome guy. I love him. We, you know, we're, we're still really close, um, uh, but, but married at 18, that's not a smart move. Um, but spending that much time around military guys, you, you end up hearing these songs, and this song just, like, freaking traumatized me, because it was... It's a it's a comedy song if it's a Rodney Carrington one. It's the uh, what is it? It's uh, titties and beer, titties and beer. Thank God I ain't queer. Thank God Almighty for titties and beer. Right. And yeah. it's, it's like hunting two legged deer, which is where I got the two legged deer reference. And the feminist inside me just died a little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel good about me right now. Let's move on. Oh, <laughs> like I've been through. All fine. of that backstory. It's, that. it's it's fine. I get called a horrible misogynist on a somewhat regular basis. And again, yes, but that's, that's not a statement. I'm really good at it. Hang on. Right? Exactly. <laughs> but that's because when we were at Adult Con and they were talking about human trafficking, you went and put in an order. You when were, they were taking I know, I donations. Just a price. I just wanted a like an estimate, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they have zero sense of humor at that booth. I really don't know. It would stop human trafficking, Paul. Well, I didn't know that, okay? I saw (laughs) human trafficking and I didn't see a price list, so I asked. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, You know anyone that's new to this show and does not know you, Paul, is going to listen into this and be like, oh, my God, someone called the police. (laughs) uh, yeah, I know. Look, if I'm not, if somebody's watching me right now, nobody, somebody ain't doing their freaking job. So <laughs> yeah. I that's, that's so true. <laughs> I am going to say. Um, so let's get back to political. And speaking of human right. trafficking and the worst of humanity, let's get back to politics. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's kind of it. That's what seems to be going on lately. Jesus Christ. I think that uh, Barnum and Bailey, that, that was the best comment I think I've ever heard. Uh, which on, one? On. That, uh, Trump's been P.T. Barnuming the hell out of uh, politics these days? Yes. It's the best yeah. way I've heard it put. Now, I got to say, I'm not, a, like, no shit. I'm not a Trump fan. Like, I'm left of Lenin. So, <laughs> I think that's a given. Like, I just, like, do the Shapiro thing. I just call balls and strikes. So, 
Yeah, well, you know, just it. try to head down and hope and vote him out of office, and you know, not that long from now. Well, I gotta Kelsey say, and <laughs> yeah. this is this is to the people um, who have been writing in, and they were saying that uh, uh, poll, you know, I'm going on Twitter right now, sounded like uh, conservative. I gotta tell you, yeah, uh, Paul is happened. the most moderate person I think I've ever met. So when we discuss Politicon. Um, Please understand, my views are very skewed. I, I make no bones about that. I'm, you know, I work yeah, in entertainment, I, and again, the, left the, of Lennon, and I don't yeah. mean John Lennon to the guy that just wrote in. What does John Lennon have to do with anything? Go to school. The people Sorry. who are who are at at Politico, I look forward to seeing uh, Ann Coulter and Frank Al Franken's going to be here. Uh, Donna Brazil. I really want to ask James Comey who's going to be here. Here, uh, see if I can't figure out why the hell he gave freaking Hillary a pardon. Um, also, the femsplainers of uh, uh, Christina Hoff Summers, old school liberal, second wave feminist. Uh, and let's see. Oh, the, the, the Thunderdome seems to be uh, uh, Tommy Lauren versus Anna Kasparian of the Young Turks. And it'll be moderated by the guy who uh, interviewed Tommy last year when I went when I was in at the LA Convention Center, which is yeah. uh, or not Clay Aiken. You know what? I, I fuck all of them. I like Pussy Riot. So whatever. <laughs> um, I think that's the best way. Let's just go through music and protest. That's that's better. Even Eminem's done it well. Now uh, I I'm going to ask you, and again I'm jumping on this to the guys that are asking about Politicon online. Um, <laughs> If you're looking for a moderate opinion poll is the one to ask the people asking me, please understand it is going to skew left. So I'm not going to answer some of these, but I will let I well, it's not fair if we're having if we're having a real conversation about Politicon and how entertainers get mm -hmm. into politics and things. Yeah. If I'm skewing it left, that's not fair. Um, it's mm -hmm. also not accurate or right. So um, Paul would be the one to hit your questions with. So address them in here and Issues we will through the eyes of both. You're okay, out, yeah, no, I just try to look at, Oh, sorry. I was just trying to say that I try to look at issues through the eyes of both Thomas Sowell and Cornell West. Well, there you so. go. Also, mm -hmm. I don't know who those people are, but no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like the, the closest I get to the politics is I get on real well with Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, you got to know who Cornell West was. He was a uh, uh, part of Bernie's camp uh, during the the 2016 election. He was the guy who couldn't vote for Hillary. Voted for Jill Stein. Fantastic guy. Did Joe Rogan not too long ago. Unfortunately, he's not going to be a Politicon, but, uh, you know, one can dream. I, I had a friend, uh, she's a diehard Republican, um, mm -hmm. but she's had some personal run-ins with Trump. So when he went up, she's like, I think I told you this, I'm not going to go into the story on air because, holy fuck, it's not my place. Mm -hmm. But um, she's like a diehard, her, her dad was like an oil baron, she's, she's well into her 70s. She's like died in the wall um, Republican and Trump got the nomination and she's like, I can't vote for Hillary. I just won't. And there's no way in hell I'm voting for him. I'm like, well, what are yeah. you doing? She said, she looked at me and she said, I'm getting drunk and going home. I was like, all right. <laughs> no, that's, that's fair. I, like I said, I should have voted. I should have voted for Jill Stein because my, yeah. my vote. Yeah. The Trump vote with the, the way the electoral college is in uh, California, it's all or nothing. So they get 36 they get all 55 electoral votes, which has happened like how many years in a row in California? Right. Elections. Well, so okay, so for the people that have, California, hang on, people are asking, they have no idea right. what to amount. So 
in the entertainment industry, obviously, look at the current president, has really infiltrated politics, which I'm not a huge fan of. There are people that genuinely understand politics, like Paul. Then you have people who are idealists in one direction or another. Right. And a lot of entertainers are idealists in the first place. They, you know, we live, we live in a job with no real understanding of day-to-day life. If you ever watch a, a movie, what you'll see is everything's around this deadline and this crunch, which doesn't exist in normal jobs. In normal jobs, it's just the same shit day-to-day. In our right. job, it's always deadlines and crunches. So we push all of our own crap into, into these projects. Um, but people who have... When, you, when you're dealing with entertainers, and I'm excluding Paul here, um, <laughs> Joe Rogan, pe- people who have really gotten into politics are mm. very different from regular entertainers. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm going to have to put Trump in the regular entertainer category. I don't think he did enough research first. Um, uh, he probably, like, like the rest of us, didn't think he was going to win. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. He looked like um, he was getting ready to t- launch Trump TV, which has turned into the White House channel, as far as my Roku box is concerned. Uh, so, yeah, basically, you know, press conferences and all stuff there. So it's just pretty much just kind of raw footage of him talking. If he stopped talking, it would be better. Um, I would have <laughs> really liked. No, I, I'm not. I don't disagree. I, like, this is hard for me to say. Again, I'm like hardcore. Hardcore leftist here, but I don't disagree. I don't disagree with all of his decisions. He's made some that I like. Most of them I don't. But I think he'd have a better. I think he'd have a better chance of being pre- like a better chance of bringing the country together or doing a good job if someone would duct tape his damn mouth shut. Uh, That's just my opinion. No, no, I get it. And are we? Because uh, we gotta go to break. <laughs> We have to go to break, so I'll, I'll save my response to that uh, when we come back. Perfect. Guys, I am Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host and militant moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. He is on his way to Politicon, so stop in, say hi to him while you're there. We'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Politicon, the unconventional political convention. An entire weekend of debates, panels, and comedy. Presenting James Carville with Sean Hannity. A keynote with Jordan Peterson. An hour with Al Franken. Charlie Kirk versus Kyle Kolinsky. Music and laughs with Randy Rainbow. And featuring James Comey, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Ann Coulter, Reince Priebus, April Ryan, Donna Brazile, Malcolm Nance, and more. Politicon, October 26th and 27th at the Nashville Music City Center. Tickets at Politicon.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland, talking about Politicon, politics in Hollywood and everything else. And to the guy who is tweeting, I just got a tweet. Um, it was comparing Ann Coulter and Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Huck- Sanders yeah, you're to Timo- about it, hang on to Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. And I like his comment afterwards. I'm not calling her fat. I'm saying she spews hot air I, out of her rear. Would you want that job? I mean, seriously. Oh, I'll take it. If they want me to speak for Trump, I'm cool doing that. I will absolutely Okay, help. which is exactly <laughs> why they won't hire you. But, you know, okay. <laughs> now, that being said, I promised that I would talk about, that I would address my feelings about as far as, you know, Trump with this uh, verbal diarrhea thing that he does. Yes, that's, going, that's, that's where we going, left it off. I want him to keep tweeting. I want him to keep talking because... Well, Obama and other previous uh, administrations said they were, were going to be the most transparent presidency. This rambling, these tweets, this is this is this is transparency. I want to know what that lunatic is thinking about. All right, if he's either chasing a red dot around the Lincoln bedroom or thinking about bombing some country that he thinks that doesn't like him or something like that. You know, I, I want to know what that dude's thinking. So before again, he charges into Uzbekistan. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I, I got to give you points, Paul. I, mm. I agree. I, th- I think I think we should just consider his tweets lunatic watch. I, I kind of agree with that. Pretty much. Because that vi- verbal diarrhea is wonderful. I just, I wish he could stop lying um, so much and doing things that are so embarrassing. But I, I okay, agree. Yeah. You said it, like, you said it best. Yeah, we can vote in someone we like better next time. Exactly. Oh, and for the chick that keeps writing in, we should vote for Hillary um, on on Twitter. You tried that. that. No, let me take this poll. (laughs) We tried that. Stop. (laughs) Stop. We've already got entertainers in. We've got got enough problems. Let's get an actual politician in. Because I I love Paul. Paul knows more about politics than me or pretty much anyone else I know, except maybe like Rob Moon, who's like the mayor here and a couple of, you know, actual politicians. Yeah, I've never Um, actually been elected to a position. So he's got me on that one. Yeah, but but short of that, like you're you're the person I know that knows the most about politics. Yeah, I outside of politicians. Listen and absorb a lot of media. And it's been very frustrating. It's 
Yeah, it's, it's been kind of frustrating lately. But, uh, yeah, no, no Hillary, unless we want to guarantee Trump a second term. Uh-uh. Let, let, let's just go with, let's leave politics to the politicians. And to my friends in Hollywood, my, my, my cohorts, my compatriots, my peers, Paul's peers, the people that we've come up with, worked with, everyone else, shut the fuck up! Yes, I, I posted a, a meme today in one of my things. Uh, it says, uh, for those of you who I've offended because my opinions are, are different from yours, I apologize and I'm sorry that you're such a little bitch. I like that, but no, it's more, I just want everyone in entertainment. Like, and, and I mean people like, let's, let's use Sean Penn as an example. <laughs> Did anyone see Team America? That, that is the best example of Sean yeah. Penn talking about politics that I've ever seen. So let's not talk about gumdrop rivers and made up things. Right. To all the Sean Penns in the world, shut the hell up. Yeah. I'm not going to tell so, people how to vote. You should no, neither. I, mean, I think people like, because there are people who use their stature and use their uh, to get money towards causes that are important. Uh, I mean, George uh, Clooney shined a spotlight on what was happening in Darfur. That's mm -hmm. great. Uh, you know, Angelia Jolie has been doing a lot for anti-human trafficking things along yeah, with Aston Kutcher. but she's a real pain in the ass. Well, Aston Kutcher I like, Angelina Jolie's a pain in the ass, but she's doing good things. Keep going. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I know. I've been around her once, and that, that seemed to be a thing. Yeah, every, like, yeah, everyone has that opinion. Like, you meet her, you're like, it's incredible what she does. You meet her, and you're like, oh, she's like Bono. She's making up for the asshole factor. Yeah, I think I had a I had a heads up because for some reason one of she it was one when one of her kids was a toddler. Uh, mm. I think I was I, I don't I think I was just background on something and uh, the toddler fell in love with me for whatever reason. But it's probably because I make a lot of funny noises. Cool, like, kids, I, kids like my kid loves you. Um, for those who don't know, I I adopted a little girl. And, she like loves love, Cole. Absolutely adore your daughter. Yeah. And yeah, it's like since I got her when she was from the moment she met Paul, like he gives <laughs> her little Pokemon things. She adores him. I've never seen a kid that didn't. Mm -hmm. So, oh well, sometimes they scream. I do scare some. Yeah. Really? Either fascinated or scare them. Well, I've my hands the size of their head sometimes. Well, yeah, so but I get it. Yeah. I get that there's this 350 pound guy coming in and going, you, 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 you know, I mean, I'd probably <laughs> run too. You know? <laughs> well, they, I've never seen a kid run. I've only ever seen kids go, ah, and go, like, all <laughs> over you. And Kimberly, uh, Paul made these amazing, um, so for the people who are going to bash on D&D &D now, shut the hell up. Um, made, <laughs> these really right. cool, made these really cool uh, bracelets with uh, D20s in them. Mm. And Kimberly wears it shut all the time. Up. Yeah. Hmm? I, I, I got to get my Etsy shop back up again. It was I'm great. Bad at freaking self promotion. It, it really it's a th it's it's a stickler. I I gotta get better at it. Well, we should do some <laughs> giveaways with them because because they're really cool. Like they're so I got one um for the for the guy I married. I was twenty out when I was eighteen. Um, Paul gave me one for him, and mm -hmm. I had one for Kimberly, and they absolutely love them. Even I wore one. <laughs> like I have a pink one, <laughs> but it's it's really cool that he's braided bracelets with, B uh, with D20s and beads and so for gamers and people that go oh. to like the Comic Cons love them we need to we need to take them to the cons we yeah. need to yeah I've, I've actually sold them at the cons just hanging off my belt I think I yeah. was at uh, I think it was LA Comic Con 
Con uh, like two years ago, and I just had them hanging off, uh, hanging off a, 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 a clip off my off my belt, and I just got those are cool, and I think I sold like about 150 within like 20 minutes. Just uh, I just was descended upon by nerds, which <laughs> my people. You know? Yeah, like I no, I, I love them. I don't I don't tell people that, but I actually learned to role play. Um, my uh, the the man I married um, was into Warhammer role playing, so he tried he taught me years ago, and I wasn't into it. But uh, but my daughter, I keep wanting to say her name, and I need to not do that on air. Bad stuff. Yes. Um, my my daughter, right after I'd adopted her, had some trouble like getting on with people and different things, and she really wanted to try it. So I actually took a whole bunch of like watched YouTube and started reading and learning how to DM so I could do it for her and her friends. Oh yeah. The critical, the critical role people and so yeah, forth. all of it. And, and I loved it. <laughs> once I learned, yeah, once I learned about D and D, I was like, Oh, and so, um, I became the dungeon master for a bunch of little kids <laughs> and, and some grownups now. <laughs> and, and, and that's not anything pervy. That's you no, know, it's not Alexis's yeah. kind of dungeon master. Yeah. I, 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 used, I used to work with this first AD a lot when I was a second, uh, and that's generally why I go by Mongo because we have the same first name. Name, and they asked me, "Oh, how do you know Paul?" Yeah, Paul, it's like, "Well, he's my dungeon master." Oh no! <laughs> and he, of course, I'm the kind of guy who doesn't explain it for at least ten minutes. You got to let them sit on it. You got to let them think. <laughs> yeah, let them simmer. Let their mind just go places that you know. And I don't have to do any work. I just sit back and watch the the gears just go off tread you know that's fine i uh, get it and, and eventually i do i, I let it back on the hook <laughs> you're like oh uh, it's dungeons and dragons check out my cool bracelet fair enough now yeah. our guests today we're not talking about politics but no so we're not we better, yeah we, we better kind of shift gears a little bit well let me do a quick thank you because we have a couple minutes to a break and i had a uh, bunch of people get me really really prettified um, for a bunch of red carpets and things i had mm -hmm. so a quick shout out tiny bubbles hair salon thank you for making me gorgeous um, Off-road rentals in Palm Springs, California. We have free ATV rides to give away. Paul, come up with a question about Politicon in just a second. Um, right. To Bikram Yoga, thank you for trying to make my ass smaller. Uh, the new Palm Springs diet, sprayed under your tongue, get skinny. Graduate Tempe Hotel, thank you for all your help. Four Paws Coffee, thank you for your help and support for charity. Mm -hmm. UFC Gyms, we love what you're doing for charity. And for Free MMA, which is one of the nonprofits we support. Castlewood Cottages and Big Bear, I love your rooms, and you guys got to check them out online. They've got all of these um, themed rooms. And True Rest, Sedona, and Las Vegas. Now, I found out, I've been saying you can have a float in Sedona or Las Vegas. So I've sent these to people, and they're like, well, I'll be going there next month, or I'll be in Vegas in two months. Apparently, you can use these certificates anywhere. So it's from the owners of True Rest in Sedona and Las Vegas, but you can use it at any True Rest. So I'm sorry for all the people that traveled. So those are our two giveaways. Paul, come up with two questions before we go to break. Okay. Uh, what was considered Thunderdome, the debate to end all debates, well, who was between who and who on the first Politicon? Oh, I like that. So write that up online and you can get... I was um, in the room. It was awesome. You can see it on YouTube when you figure it out. Yeah. A free ATV ride or a mm -hmm. free, free float at True Rest Sedona or Las Vegas. And I'm going to ask another one because people keep asking me who Pussy Ride is. Put it up online. Tell people who Pussy Ride is so I don't have to explain it. I'll give you a freebie too. 
Um, our guest today is Joe Mo. He's an authentic Renaissance artist. He's done a whole bunch of everything. He's third generation Polynesian entertainer, a studio vocalist. You can hear his solo CD, Mainland. He's a screenwriter, FX artist, designer of dark rides for international theme parks. He edits the retro issue of Famous Monsters of Filmland. I'm, I'm always a huge, I love, love the horror genre. Fair enough. I think Magazine. I, I, I think, I think I. I think my friend was featured in the first one of those magazines oh, when it came cool. back. But uh, and we'll let uh, Joe do the rest of his uh, right. introduction when he when comes back, back. We just needed to kind of like change the tone, you know. Yes, you know, and to the guy, getting, right? And to the people that sent me the, um, and to the people that sent me the the picture of um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders as Pumbaa, not cool. Yeah, it's kind of a not cool. Move. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I do not like the woman, but we do not, we, we don't do that. Like the feminist in me just died a little guys. Come on. Yeah. I don't care if you call her an asshole, just do it, you know, without fat shaming um, or slut shaming to the guys that are on Rose McGowan enough. No fat slamming, no fat shaming, no slut shaming. Now you For can God fat sake, shame and slut shame nice. Paul and I. Yeah. You can fat slut, nice. you, what is it? You can fat shame and slut shame Paul and I, but no one else. Deal. All right, there you go. When we come back, we'll be on with Chomo. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Motor, Paul Michael Bolland, and we'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Politicon, the unconventional political convention. An entire weekend of debates, panels, and comedy. Presenting James Carville with Sean Hannity. A keynote with Jordan Peterson. An hour with Al Franken. Charlie Kirk versus Kyle Kolinsky. Music and laughs with Randy Rainbow. And featuring James Comey, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Ann Coulter, Reince Priebus, April Ryan, Donna Brazil, Malcolm Nance, and more. Politicon, October 26th and 27th at the Nashville Music City Center. Tickets at Politicon.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Motor, Paul Michael Bolin. And to Currently the guys... driving through Missouri. Missouri right now. To the guys yeah. um, asking questions about Politicon and everything else, we'll get more into that next week when Paul can tell us all about it and everything that went right. on there. But right but now, we're you know now, it's at the Nashville uh, Convention Center in Nashville. 
It's Saturday and Sunday. What he said. I'll be there both days. It's fantastic. You can go to Politicon.com, get tickets, uh, and see the schedule of, you know, because Anna Kasparian is debating Tommy Lauren. Awesome. That's, yeah, I love this. Yeah, unless, unless they're mud wrestling, I doubt uh, most of our demographic cares. But, <laughs> the, the, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, take That's a photo. Guile there, by the way. So, I yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if you guys snap a photo with Paul, take the best photo of Paul. And we'll give you some free shit. But right now, we are on with our very, very, very special guest uh, to the Joe Mo. G'day, Joe. Summer Helene, as I live and breathe, my new bestie from uh, where, where, where we met at Riverside, right? Dark River, side, dark and, side Riverside. and Riverside, yeah. I'm happy to hear from you. Um, I've been listening to your show during the break. It sounds like a lot of fun. Politicon, that sounds like a lot of fun. And horror cons, where we met, they're another kind mm-hmm. of scary fun. <laughs> they are. It's, it's, I, think, I think Politicon, though, is much, much more frightening than the yes. horror cons yeah. or the Comic-Cons. It can be. Yeah, Sean Hannity's doing the keynote really? uh, in the last day, so that, that's just that's scary. Terrifying. Oh, wow. so, yeah. yeah, that's, that, well, you that's know, terrifying. You know, it, is, it is a funny thing. It is a funny thing that, that horror cons, and the horror community is, is a community that sort of get into the room together. And all of that, religion, politics, everything goes away. And we sort of focus on the things we love best, which are kind of delightfully spooky. And I know that yeah. you're into horror and so many, so many of the things that I've always really admired and enjoyed. And so it was just meant to be that we met each other. And I'm so happy that we're going to stick together. I like that. Well, it was really a pleasure meeting mm-hmm. you. We were talking a little about your magazine. Apparently, um, on the mm-hmm. first issue of the Famous Monsters, Paul was saying he knew uh-huh. the gent that was on it. Well, no, the uh, really? I think you interviewed. I think it was like the last uh, article in the magazine. But uh, a friend of mine mm-hmm. uh, was I was friends with Chuck McCann. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, yes, were you definitely. That would have been the that would have been the the last the, at the end of one of the first uh, the reissues when we started uh, when when Phil Kim the publisher took over and started. Um, I don't know how much you know. I mean, Summer, you and I talked a little bit about Forrest J. Ackerman, who was the editor mm-hmm. who created Monsters of Filmland magazine with James Warren in 1958. And the special thing about Famous Monsters of Filmland, aside from it being a uh, horror magazine, is that Forrest Ackerman decided to turn the camera away from the people in front of the, the, the screen or in front of the camera to the people that made films. So that was when little girls and boys like uh, Cassandra Peterson, who became Elvira, and Steven Spielberg and Tim Burton and Rick Baker all realized that they could actually participate in filmmaking and not just be passengers and audience members. So aside from it just being our genre, um, it really was the first entertainment magazine that talked about the the filmmakers and the makeup artists and costumers who made films. That's really cool. I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, how did you and, get involved uh, in doing this? I was one of those little boys, you know, as a 14-year-old, 12-year-old boy in, in, in Hawaii wanting to be part of the show, you know, show business that I love, particularly film and horror horror movies. My, my relatives were all in vaudeville, and they took Hawaiian entertainment all over Southeast Asia and Europe. And uh, so I was in entertainment in Hawaii, but I wasn't in the, the big glamorous world of, of movies that I loved so much. So I was like 
equivalent of a little kid in, you know, Kentucky, staring at the screen and wishing, wishing, wishing you could be part of it and wishing you could be part of the glamour in Hollywood. So when I moved to Hollywood to start my career, the first thing I did is I visited Forrest J. Ackerman in his Acker Museum of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror, which was an 18-room mansion filled from top to bottom with every prop, poster, lobby card, uh, you know, artifact from film that you could ever imagine, particularly the genre. And I sort of met Bory, we became friends, and I realized he, he needed a lot of help being an elderly man, and so I never left, and I stayed with him till the end of his life. That's fantastic. Where did now, all that stuff go? Yeah, that, that was, well, was, was going to be like my third question, but we'll go with that first. <laughs> Sorry. What was the question? Yeah, he was I'm just, sorry, I missed Paul. Well, where did that where that 18 rooms go? Where did the stuff go? Well, unfortunately, when Forey left, um, I'd always hoped that, that 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 museum would stay for you know generations to walk around the ugly 70s shag carpet, the green shag carpet. But it wasn't to be. When Forey passed away, everything sort of was scattered to the four corners of the globe. But in thinking about it, I realized that the experience would never be the same because Forey wasn't there anymore. Now, imagine this, my friends. Imagine a Saturday afternoon at 11 o'clock in Hollywood, in the heart of Hollywood in Los Feliz Hills, right below the Greek theater, driving your car to this gigantic uh, Adobe-style, you know, Spanish-style mansion, ringing the back doorbell, coming down the steps, being invited in by this strange old man with glittering blue eyes, and just being allowed to go through these 18 rooms unattended, you could touch things. You could pick up Willis O'Brien's dinosaurs from King Kong. You could put Lon Chaney's hat from the lost film London After Midnight on your head. He would let you wear Bella Lugosi's cape. It was an experience that I wish all of you could have, but probably will never be replicated again. Oh, I doubt it. Like, uh, that's, that's really mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, what if did you, you guys bond you, over? I mean, it, it sounds like you two really, really clicked. Well, you know, I'm from Hawaii, and, you know, in Hawaii we, we have Ohana, which you probably, you know, I learned growing up. You probably learned it from watching Lilo and Stitch, and it means family. And uh, your family, your blood family, and your calabash or your adopted family, they're, there's, they're no more, more important than each other. So we have to take care of and respect our elders and the people that mean something to us. And Forey had been an oblivious mentor to me through the pages of his magazine. So when I met him, I realized he needed a lot of help. And I was, I just decided, you know, this is going to be about him, about his life. I knew enough about showbiz to know that when I was working for him, it was about him and not about me. And that kind of alchemy between us just generated a lot of trust and a lot of, uh, you know, my protective instincts, and we just sort of fit together like peas in a pod, and, uh, you know, I, I was able to probably prolong his life by a few, you know, six years, because I looked very carefully after his health, um, and, uh, you know, and he came to trust me, and, and uh, I was able to sort of uh, help my mentor to have a really great quality of life um, at the end of it, with a lot of help from a lot of professionals. I brought in people who did not need for you. I brought in executives, and Ogre from Skinny Puppy was one of his huge fans who came and cleaned the house with me, and just, we cleaned toilets. We did all the work, you know? That's really cool. That's really, really cool. I mean, that's incredible. 
I'd like to point out, I'm just going to point out to my assistant, see, it's not about you, Lex. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, you guys don't know. My, my, my assistant's a dominatrix in, like, her off time, um, so I like to mess with her, but only when she's not in my vicinity or she legit throws something at me. Um, well, I, but, I love her. She's, she's- She's a hugger like me, so I like Lexus. <laughs> she she is terrifying. Like you, watch out. No, she's she's lovely. She is. Um, yeah, I hear her irritate her every week with the you know the swearing for charity. Yeah, you know. So we, there you go. We had so much. Up the words. We had so much swearing. It was actually start, started by uh, Sean Patrick Flannerty. He what was it? Seventy two mm-hmm. times he used the f word when we were interviewing him. Yeah, I know. So, I think we had to turn down the. <laughs> The speakers that were broadcasting while we were, you know, the people we were that at Comic Con. Yeah, we were at Comic Con. Yeah. And well, Phoenix, Phoenix <laughs> Fan Fusion. No, now, it, I think. yeah, it's now Phoenix Fan Fusion. But it was, it was, fin- it, we were at Comic. Yeah, it was Comic Con then. Phoenix Comic Con. Yeah. I was sitting there, and they've got it going, and oh my god! So we decided the best thing we could do is every time someone swears on the show, especially Paul and I, because we're terrible, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and Free MMA, and it's actually matched by Voice America. So it's cool. Oh, that's cool. I love that. All right, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's like that's like a, a square jar, a square jar for exactly. charity. That's cool. Exactly. Mostly because entertainers cannot control their language. That's that's what we've learned since doing this show. Yep. Um, it's true. Thank goodness, thank goodness. They, look, thank goodness. Many of them don't write their own material, or we we'd have a lot of films that sounded like porno dialogue. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, much. Everyone would end up sounding like Roger, Roger uh, Rodney Dangerfield. So I'm, I'll, I'll ask you, um, that was, you know, that was one thing we learned, but what, what have you learned? What's the most important thing you've learned working in the entertainment industry? Huh? Well, you know, I've learned that it's show business, not show battle. And you really have yeah. to stay in your own lane and you, you have to stay in your own lane and people, people do respond to kindness. And as mm-hmm. a filmmaker, I've also learned that there are plenty of people that are talented and want to do work so that you don't really have to work with a-holes if you don't want to. There's, there's a lot of people that aren't, that are just talented and good. I mean, we all know the people that you have to because they're just so spectacularly remarkable at their, at their you know, avocation that you kind of have to, if you want to use them, yeah. you're going to have to tolerate some of their stuff and maybe they've earned the right to do that, but... Well, we were talking about Sean Penn earlier, and I think he goes in that category. uh But, yeah, sometimes someone's Uh big enough that you just have to tolerate their bullshit. Absolutely. And, and I mean, that that is why we call it show business, right? At that point, Mm -hmm. then again, we say it's show business. I think Lily Tomlin said it's show business, not show art. So there there is some responsibility that we all have for populating what we do with viable components and elements and talent. And so uh, it's a big melting pot. But, you know, for me, and I know, Summer, I know that you're like me in this way um, because I could tell your personality from the moment I met you and I, I liked you from the moment I laid eyes on you. I know oh, that you, you. <laughs> find it a challenge when, when you meet somebody that you got to get through to or whatever. I think you, you, like me, you find it a challenge. And I'm always trying to turn things around. So it's a point of pride for me if I do meet someone that, has a personality conflict with me or whatnot, it's always a, a point of pride to be able to turn that around and to make it into a respectful working relationship. And I bet you're the same way. I'm kind of, let's see, I, I wish I was like that. Um, <laughs> I, unfortunately, my job, 
Like I get called in when mm-hmm. things are over time, over budget, or there are problems. So it mm-hmm. kind of, I, I don't get that opportunity much anymore. Mostly when I'm coming on set, people are like diving and hiding. Sure. Um, sure. So that's not been, but I, I very much do like meeting new people and getting on with new people. Um, my job just uh-huh. doesn't allow it much anymore. I get it. I, you know, I forgot that you're kind of a fixer. You got to come in and you got to yeah. crack the whip. And that, that is, that does take a certain Yeah, that's a good way of putting that. And, yeah. 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 I've had to do that too at, at times. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a very gratifying job when you can get through it, get everybody to do what they're supposed to do without walking away. <laughs> that, well, that's it. That's yeah. it. But it, it is. I don't always get the best experiences because when I go in, you know, people are usually getting fired. Mm-hmm. So I'm not always very popular. But yeah, I do uh, like yeah. when I get to, you know, work outside of that and get on with people. Right. Uh, a question I believe, we... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe we have to go to break real quick. Uh, uh, we do. We right. have to go to break. And when we come back, we are going to be on... I've got some questions from Twitter. We haven't even gotten through those. Um mm. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of The Militant Motto, Paul Michael Bolin, and our very special guest, Joe Mo. and we'll be right back after this. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Politicon, the unconventional political convention, an entire weekend of debates, panels, and comedy. Presenting James Carville with Sean Hannity, a keynote with Jordan Peterson, an hour with Al Franken, Charlie Kirk versus Kyle Kolinsky, music and laughs with Randy Rainbow, and featuring James Comey, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Ann Coulter, Reince Priebus, April Ryan, Donna Brazile, Malcolm Nance, and more. Politicon, October 26th and 27th at the Nashville Music City Center. Tickets at Politicon.com. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bowen. G'day, Paul. Good day. And we're on with our very, very special guest, Joe Mo. I do really quickly want to say to the guys on Twitter, because I posted that, put up a picture of Paul, and you all have <laughs> seemed to run it on Reddit now, and the direction it's gone is you're all trying to snap pictures of Paul from all directions when he's not looking. I'm kind of cool with that, not in the bathroom. 
So now they're trying to take yeah. a picture of yeah, Paul. Yeah, just res- respect, like, respect the men's room, and it looks like I'll be using the stall the entire time. All right. Yeah, okay, I, I, I would, Paul, because now if I'm going to send you the link to where this has gone online, but it's now turned into who can get a picture of Paul and what Paul's doing, and it's become like a where's Paul instead of a where's Waldo. So things oh. have gone terribly wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> you say okay. that until I get a picture of you in the men's room. Uh, <laughs> so, right. Joe, sorry. But we have a guest that we're going to we talk do. to. So, yeah. The, the, the uh, internet sort of influences where, where Paul and I go. Now, we were talking about during the break, you tend to mentor and you're, help people, you're helping people come up in the film industry which and with the inter- or the uh-huh. entertainment industry, which I think is really admirable. It's something we talk about a lot on this show. I mean, that's part of the reason we're here. You know, we want the next generation to be kind of smarter than we were because Paul and I did every dumb thing in the world. Um, right. Now, how, yeah. how are you doing that? I think that's really cool. Well, you know, um, I started working and hosting uh, horror cons as sort of a host and promoter. It just in order to my friends and family, you know, whether they be celebrities, since I've been around them for decades, or mm-hmm. fans who I feel as uh, uh, one of, um, I've been lucky and I've gotten to do a lot of, uh, you know, recording and filmmaking and things like that. And I got to realize that in our genre, you know, we all at some point, I've heard the same story from Guillermo del Toro to, you know, you can name them. Everybody gives, tells the same story. Peter Jackson there's a point in our lives when we like this, this, this uh, what do you want to call a hobby or genre, where we really feel like we're the only ones in the world that like this obscure, strange thing. And then there's yeah. that moment of revelation where we actually meet others who do, and we realize we're not alone. And that, I try to replicate that experience for the fans that come to these conventions because, you know, we all feel like misfits. And it's incredible when you get into a room where you feel like you misfit together. And so I've realized that in our genre, there's a lot of people with social anxiety and a lot of shy people. I've had people come up to me and say, I've followed you around your convention for four years, and this is the first time I've had courage to talk to you. And my response is, well, you're going to sing karaoke tonight. And they're like, no. And I said, I'm, I'm kidding. We'll take it slow. But, and we get an inroad into, into people discovering this voice they have. And since the genre is the most creative, I think, you know, we've got makeup artists, writers, filmmakers, actors, everything you can imagine. Artists. Oh, I, I, um, I agree. Horror, horror and sci-fi are the two genres yep. that tick all the boxes. Horror and sci-fi right. tick so all the boxes. There's a lot of... A, a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity there for people to find a creative outlet. And my my job now as a host of these shows is to identify the people who who are coming up, introduce them to lifelong friends, and in the process try to encourage them to find a voice, and then to remind them that now that they've got it, it's most important that they share it. And, you know, luckily I have enough credibility and so do the guests are there if you encourage people enough to talk about what it is they want to do and sort of even if you just let them know how you approached it Paul put your window up sorry apparently Paul on his cross country road trip has decided to imitate Scooby Doo and stick his head out the window um, Look, I, I had to step outside he, my driver had to take a nap <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. Paul, go to the corner. Um, right. Sorry, Joe. You, you, you cut out. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I was, I was kind of just concluding saying, um, 
you know, it's, it's nice to have lived long enough to have experiences that you can, you know, that give you a little credibility and a little life experience where you can share with people how you struggled and how you, you got there. And I think, you know, Summer, I think, I think at the show when we were on stage together, I asked you the same question I ask all the celebrities, and that is, you know, what's the advice you give? And, and you said what most people say, just do it. You know, don't, don't ask permission and don't wait for a time. If you are compelled to create and to share a story, then do it. And I think mm. that that's, that's really good advice. Oh, I'm a big believer in if there's anything else in the world you can see yourself doing, go do that. If there's mm-hmm. not, throw yourself yeah. into this wholeheartedly. Yeah, I have some wonderful friends yep. in the horror. We do work in horror and sci-fi films. It's, yeah. You know, it's, and to all those who think they're the weird kid who likes the horror movies, your tribe yep. is out there, man. Yeah. Your tribe is out there. Yep. I think I met Paul on a horror film. Mm-hmm. That I that I was That's like great. topless in at 16. How is that still on shelves? I did. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Did you have a fake ID? Was there an ID or nobody was checking IDs on that? Nobody was checking uh, ID. Come okay. on, it was try my Paul. I know, and we don't want to say you know because and that 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 filmmaker he did screw me out of some rent. Well, I let him. The, it okay, the filmmaker Lord I have a problem with. Lloyd yeah. Lloyd's been good to yeah. me. I like Lloyd, but yeah. that particular Not filmmaker. Lloyd. He screwed you, so fuck him. Um, that's 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 where I go on that. Like he, he screwed happens. my friend, so fuck him. Yeah. Um, I talk about but, Lloyd. Yeah. No, Lloyd's fantastic. I love yeah. Lloyd. His wife's brilliant. She was a New York Film Commissioner. Um, but but that's it. You and well, entertainment's a really small place. If you don't know someone, you know yep. someone that knows someone. It's really really small. Right. So I always try and tell people. You know, make sure you're honest because if you lie about something, boy, is it coming out. Hollywood's small. Um, and yep. just put yourself and into whatever you do. You're not going to get on with everyone. Just try. And, and you know, in, in parity with the idea that people are very shy in public and may have anxiety, it's just so important to your work that you share it. I mean, yeah, if, it is. If, you, if you don't want an audience, if you don't want an audience for your work, then you'll be at home typing or writing or doing whatever you want in a journal and no one will ever see it. But don't fool yourself into thinking that that's what you want to do if really what you want is an audience. Because it really just takes an audience of one for something to live. And when you share it with somebody, you take feedback. And I, and I, I had a mentor that taught me something great about criticism. They just told me, look, if, if you've got to learn to take criticism, and this is why. Because you're going to get three kinds of criticism. You're going to get the kind of criticism that you listen to and you say, wow, I didn't think of that, thank you. Or you're going to get the kind of criticism where you say, oh, I didn't get away with that, yeah, you copy. And you're going to get the kind of criticism where you say, were you fucking sleeping during the, I mean, you know, the, the kind that yes. doesn't matter. But you take it all, you take it all, you don't have to use it. And at the end of the day, it's not going to say, screenplay by Summer Helene, with 15 really good ideas by Joe Mo. It's not. It's going to be yours. And so you take, you take it where you can get it, you toss out the stuff you don't want to use, you take what helps you, and you go forward. And it's really important that, that you have a sounding board for work that's meant for an audience. That's, that's the I, piece of advice I will give. I will say okay. you never want to see a screenplay by Summer Helene or it's going to be like 15-minute Coke commercial. Like it's, it's going to be really bad. Um, we're we're now going to the end of the show, Joe. So we 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 are. I do want to say though, there are people with uh, social anxiety who do who do uh-huh. have that problem. Jane Curtin is one. She has a lot of trouble with an audience, but she loves to act. So people figure mm-hmm. it out. 
Um, audience, like live audiences, find her really off-putting. Other people um, that work with her love her or hate her, but she's got really crippling social anxiety. Um, Joe, where can everyone find you on social media? That's what Paul was trying to get to because we're at the end of the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You can find me at gojomo.com. That's my website. You can find me at jopmo on Instagram. And come get me on Joe Mo. Um, I'm I'm really privileged to have almost my five thousand person limit. But if you get in there and you're part of the last twenty, I welcome you. And I'll be making a bigger a bigger presence there so that we can all be together uh, without those limitations soon. I think that's fantastic. So guys, I'll put up some links to Joe Mo. Paul, where are we finding the militant moderate these days? You guys can know uh, to find Paul on Facebook, and he's going yeah. to put up pictures of Politicon, right? Yep, yep, they're, they're up on uh, my Facebook page, uh, my pictures from last year, too. Perfect. And guys, for the, for those of you that have now started the photos of Paul contest, you will be disqualified if there are any bathroom pics. I'm serious. Stop running with that. Yeah. That's um, that, not cool. <laughs> like, but, but I think the sneaking up on Paul and taking pictures is fine. Uh, no offense, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> no, none Thank taken. You. Public place. There you go. So. Thank you guys yep. very, Politicon, very much. In Nashville, uh, which is uh, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. So that being said, I'll be there. That's it. Guys, thank you very, very much for joining us. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. I'll put up some links to The Militant Moderate for those who want to catch up on back episodes and links to his social media. And our very special guest, Joe Mo. I'm going to put up some links to his social media. And I know you all know where to find me because I'm the one you've been tweeting with. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.